What is going on, my friends? Welcome to this episode of the Tom Aris podcast. And this is a special one because today it's not about leveling up your content results and Instagram reels and videos. And also, I'm not alone this time. I got the legend himself, Chris Doe and Mohammed Faraz in this episode, which was part of a clubhouse room that we had together talking about the struggles and benefits of being young while starting a business. All the three of us started our careers at very young age. And I got a little confused when Chris said this. There's no way I could fail. Business plan, business plan, who cares? So it's the arrogance of youth. And I think you got to use it when you have it. You think you can't fail, so you just go for it. Like, it'll all just work out. I'm feeling like, okay, Chris is telling me to be arrogant while I still can't do it. But I felt like being humble gave me more of a competitive advantage here. When I started, um, I was very arrogant. And my clients and everybody around me, basically, they let me know that. So I, I feel like I was doing it wrong back then, and arrogancy got in my way. Okay, let, let me make sure I'm clear here, because I never told anybody to be arrogant. I said, that's just the arrogance of youth, and that you've had not a lot of life experiences to teach you that, that things are harder than you think and, and all that optimism that you have, you could channel it. But I don't mean to carry yourself in arrogant ways and to treat people that, that you're better than them or uh, that you're behaving in strange and inconsistent ways. And it's kind of hilarious. I have to just consistently point this out. Tom just turned 19. And when he says, when I was younger, I'm like, how much younger are we talking about? When I was younger, I was arrogant. You mean like yesterday you were younger and you were arrogant and today you're not? Tom, help us understand this because I think some people <laughs> might be snickering in the audience like when this kid is telling us when he was younger. That's like my son saying, dad, when back when I was a kid, I'm like, you mean now? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you know, I have children almost old as you, Tom. So uh, first of all, I want to bust this little myth because I just turned 20, not, not, not 19. So I'm not that young. But still, um, I don't want to tell my whole life story here, but I'm going to reduce it down to the points where you can actually maybe learn something from that or where I did something that is going a little bit out of the norm. So when I was 15, something inside me decided that now I was good enough to make videos and actually make money with it because I've been making videos for all my life. Like when I was when I was seven, I had my first camera in my hands, and I never I never really took it back. So that's why I got better and better at this, while I got worse and worse at school because I made videos instead of homework. And not having a very good time at school gave me the perspective that video might be the thing for me. And then I was at a point where school sucked so much to say just like it is, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna drop this. I'm gonna start my business and, and make a living out of that or maybe not make a living but at least make some good money of it and have some clients and do some work while other people just waste their time studying um so so that was my perspective back then and then i jumped there was one roadblock because if you're not 18 i was 15 at that moment you got two you got two roadblocks in your way you're not allowed legally to start a business and also, you got your parents, and if your parents are both teachers, like in my case, they might have a problem with that. So it took me, I think, a solid year to convince my parents and then go to court and got everything done like that. So that might be a little bit of the context how I can say that back then when I was younger was a couple of years ago when I started out. 
I don't, I don't know. In, in Germany, there's a word for that when you're like really young and you have no experience. So that was that was the story here. What and word is I that? Just, I'd love to hear that word. In Germany, you say it's green behind your ears. <laughs> no, I want to hear the German way of saying that. Oh, grün hinter den Ohren. <laughs> I love or, that. <laughs> or when you live at my, like at the village that I live at, you say, I'll be aber grün hinter den Ohren. It was like absent. <laughs> yeah, thanks for indulging me. I appreciate that. We we call it like wet behind the ears here. Okay, well, that's I get good it. To know. Or a little green. So we are having a discussion with Chris about you know is it too young for us to start a business because a lot of us at a young age or at a younger part of our career we tend to face a lot of challenges, struggles, and opportunities. So we want to make sure that you know we make the most of that age and the time that we have. So. We're having this discussion to make sure that all of us benefit through that and have a clear, clear understanding of what we should do. Okay, so I'm gonna just right away, Chris, ask you for one thing. Like, what is one thing that you would give as advice for somebody who doesn't know if he or she should start? What, what questions should I ask myself back then? If you're 15 and you're thinking about starting a career in design, I think the question you should ask yourself is, what do I need to learn? Because you still don't know anything. I'm trying not to be ageist here. I want to keep this open. It doesn't matter if you're nine or 99. You still have to ask yourself this question. What is it that I know? How, how do I learn best? And where's the best place for me to get this knowledge and this experience? For some people, it'll just be to read books. Some, some might want to take an online course, enroll in a community college, or go to university and study for two to four years. Somebody might get an internship, a mentorship. If you can afford it, some people could hire a tutor. Some, you, you have to have some skill. Otherwise, you're going to do unskilled labor, and unskilled labor usually commands very little pay. And I would just ask myself some questions about my style of learning, and then try to align that with the resources that I have. And and some people are in positions at 15 where their parents support whatever it is that you want to do. Some parents have some kind of college tuition, some kind of college fund ready for you. And they might say, you're a really mature person. You know what it is you want. I'm going to give you the money. You do what it is that you want. You spend it the way you need to. And you have four years to be able to accomplish that before we figure out what plan B might look like. I think most of us don't live in that space. So we have challenges around trying to figure out what we want in life and also making sure while we're still under the care of our parents and still yet not considered an adult, how to break the news to what my brother would call the parental units that were deviating, deviating from the plan. Not every family has a family business. Even if they don't have like a predetermined plan for you, they at least want you to be safe. And being safe can mean just the bare minimum. It can mean that they just don't want you to live in a cardboard box at the bus stop, like anywhere. <laughs> so they just don't. And, and that's the picture that they see when you tell them, hey, I'm a risk it all and start a business. How could you be like 15 and see the bigger picture? Most people at 15 don't, have, don't even have a bigger picture. So I, I think that's the first step to build that bigger picture. How could you start a business? You're 15. That's not possible. How are you gonna How are you gonna do this? So they don't believe you. So that the the main thing the main thing is to to do it on the long run, like to repeat it, to do it every week, and and go into conversations. It's like ask them, 
ask them questions. So it's like it, there's a deal from both sides and you don't want to ruin this deal. And what I learned from that doing that myself back then was to build a stronger connection with my parents. And I still remember the day when I, when I was 18, I had done a whole artwork on my wall, on my room wall, and I stuck a lot of papers and I drew a huge building. And it was a masterpiece for me, but that was the best thing that I did up until then. But two days later, my dad tore off the whole thing and he threw it away when I was outside. So it was like, a, like my heart was crushed. I was too innocent and naive and I had no idea about what was going around, around me. So people were pressurizing me not to go into the creative industry. They were telling me that this is not for you and you should, you know, the only way to succeed is to get a job, maybe in, 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 in some well professional career, according to them. Uh, which has become a doctor or an engineer or something like that. So for me, I was being pushed for engineering. I somehow convinced my father to go to, to go for architecture. So, you know, I always had this question to myself, what am I, what am I doing? And even when I got my first creative job, I actually had this in my mind back then. Like, am I really doing this? Is this going to be a good choice for me? And I doubted myself for a very long time until things started getting better. But part of that was I never told my father that I became a creative until last year, until I started, uh, you know, earning good enough to prove him that he was wrong. That's my perspective. I, I think there is an art to finding the right person to ask the question to and listening. I think where we get this all messed up is we ask all people and then we kind of pick and choose what advice we want to hear. So we have very selective hearing and I, I'm not sure that that's, uh, that's an approach that's going to serve you well in life. And and consequently, there's a ton of people who will just give you unsolicited advice and you have to learn how to tune that stuff out. But here's the thing that has worked for me personally is pick one or two people to get their opinion from. And no matter how uncomfortable what it is that they say, go do the work. Because you're not going to like the advice. The advice that you like is an advice that's going to help you to grow. I love dreaming big and I've dreamed big for a while, but there will be a point where you have to do big too. I mean, you can't, you can't bark if you can't bite. There, there is a point where you also have to start doing big and I just really encourage everybody who is in the state where they're asking themselves, should I start, should I jump, to jump and, and do big, at least try. Because eventually when, when life is over, you will look back and, and think, okay, I had this big dream but it didn't jump and now it's too late. Thank you guys for listening to the end of this episode. If you liked it and it was extremely helpful for you, make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting app. This episode was part of a clubhouse room that Mohammed and I had with Chris Doe on the Future Pro Club on Clubhouse. Links are in the description. Thanks again to Chris sharing the wisdom and see you guys in the next episode.